You're listening to WPPM LP Philadelphia. Philadelphia, and welcome to Pulling Focus, the radio program that zooms in on what's happening in local cinema culture and independent film and puts cool soundtracks and film scores in the foreground. I'm your host, Gretchen Clausing, and happy to be here this morning in the WPPM studios in downtown Philadelphia. Have a special guest here in the studio. Going to be talking with Sarah Mueller about Cinespeak and their great summer film series. Uh, opening with a double bill of films by Spike Lee. And so to get us ready for that, um, here's an opening set of music uh, featuring uh, a couple tracks from a really great film um, that I think definitely is in a similar canon to films by Spike Lee. So let's take a listen to some music from the film Claudine.
So that was the beautiful How Long, performed by the Natural Spiritual Orchestra, featuring Terrence Blanchard, scored by the father of Spike Lee, Mr. Bill Lee. And that was from the soundtrack of Do the Right Thing. And before that, we heard two pieces of music from the film Claudine, directed by John Barry. That was made in 1974, and it uh, featured performances by Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones. We heard Gladys Knight and the Pips do the song Hold On. And then Curtis Mayfield did the score for the film, and that was uh, the theme from Claudine. Claudine tells the story of a, a single uh, mom living in Harlem uh, with six kids, and she finds love with a, a garbage collector, and that's... Uh, James Earl Jones, and he goes by the name Roop. Interesting thing about John Barry, the the film director, he was a, an American film director who went into self-exile in France uh, when his career was interrupted by the Hollywood blacklist. Uh, when he came back, he started making films again, and um, this one in 1974 was interesting because it was one of the few films featuring a, an all-African-American cast that was not a blaxploitation film, and uh, Barry received a, an Academy Award nomination for, for Claudine. So you're listening to Pulling Focus here on WPPM. I'm your host, Gretchen Clausing, and I'm thrilled to be joined this morning with a special guest uh, in the studio. And we're going to be talking about Spike Lee and films and screenings in neighborhoods and, and talking about kind of the issues that uh, are d- we're dealing with here in, in Philadelphia that still kind of resonate with a lot of the films uh, like Claudine and Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. So anyway, Sarah who is a a longtime Philly resident, a proud North Philly resident. She was a graduate in film from the University of the Arts. She works for the city with uh, Parks and Rec. She's been a five-year staff person of the Black Star Film Festival. And since uh, 2013, she has been part of something called CineSpeak. And they're presenting a a whole series of some great uh, screenings this summer uh, called Hashtag Boycott the Oscars. So anyway, Sarah, welcome. Welcome to Pulling Focus. Hey, Gretchen. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. So we've been talking about this when I started the show. You're like, oh, I only want to come on and talk about CineSpeak. So you're here. Yeah, tell tell us a little bit or tell me a little bit about kind of CineSpeak, how it got started, you know, what was the inspiration and stuff. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot um, I could reference in the city of Philadelphia. We're very fortunate to be a city that is rich um, of a lot of independent film um, programming um, from Scribe Video Center in West Philly to the Black Star Film Festival to Philly Cam, right? All these different organizations who are doing really important um, community media work. Um, And uh, CineSpeak was born off of um, my experience actually with Scribe Video Center and their wonderful street movies uh, summer program that they have. I was a seven season staffer with them. Um, and I was really just anxious to see a lot more films happen throughout the year. A lot of our festivals tend to be very genre specific, which is wonderful. Um, but a lot of times they happen in very small pockets throughout the year and people are, you know, craving more things throughout the year. And so what I've been building for the last four years, um, along with one of my uh, colleagues, uh, Rob Busher, the director of the Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival. Hey, Rob. Um, <laughs> was a community film screening initiative um, to bring people together um, in lower North Philadelphia to talk about different justice issues, connect them to local grassroots organizing, um, and screen a lot of different films, both historical, um, you know, historically important films, as well as contemporary releases. So, What have been some examples of some... Or yeah. prior programs that you've done. Yeah, for sure. So um, we had the uh, privilege of premiering um, the Nas executive produced uh, Shake the Dust, a breakdancing uh, documentary a couple years ago. Um, and we explored the four pillars of hip hop with Philadelphia roots. So we had brought in like Cornbread, the legend, the famous graffiti artist. Um, it was a really cool event that was two summers ago. Uh, and then we also worked with uh, Spoke Magazine, the bicycling advocacy zine, um, to premiere Wajda, which is a really cool film about a young girl um, who uh, I, that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> um, but we've done a lot. Of, most of our screenings, uh, we partner with, like I said, a community organization because we want to honor the work that is already happening and connect people who are interested in the arts, interested in justice, um, and bring them all together in one place so they can hopefully connect to more you know, organizing after we talk about the issues in the film. Was there a particular screening over the past couple of years with CineSpeak that you can remember 
either through the discussion like wh- when was when was there a, a particular screening where you felt like wow that really that worked that's exactly what I wanted to have happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we did a screening last year we've been I've been working with Nihad um Khader of uh She's a black star. I said where I know her from, but she's doing a lot of Palestinian film fest, uh, film festival organizing. She's at the DC Palestinian Festival, and we did a series of Palestinian films um, in Philadelphia, and we're trying to build to a film fest uh, on the larger scale. And we did a screening of a film called Three Thousand Nights um, last fall at Pain and Bride um, that was really wonderful, and I think it was cool because you're able to bring the director. Um, who was in the States at the time. Um, we were able to bring her here to talk about her film. It was a packed house, nearly sold out. Um, and so, again, I'm just really interested in, in not, like, recreating the wheel, but, like, bringing people's more attention onto what's organizing that's already happening. So we partner with a lot of people from temples, like uh, Students for Justice in Palestine helped you do some organizing for us for that screening. And so it's really cool, again, to just honor the work that already is existing um, and see more and more people kind of get, you know, involved. Yeah, it's sort of like... Like building on building building on stuff. Yeah, not, for sure, exactly. Cool. So, let's talk a little bit about. That's exactly what you're hoping to do this summer. Why don't you talk a little bit about just generally, kind of the hashtag boycott the Oscars fill a uh, neighborhood cinema program that you have happening this summer. Yeah, for sure. So um, this program actually originally started last year um, in response to Spike Lee, who is my my personal favorite director, um, his call to boycott the Oscars out of a lack of representation of um, honoring black filmmakers and actors and not seeing that, you know, their work that has been extensive honored by the Academy. We actually did a screening last year um, of She's Gotta Have It, um, also one of my favorite movies, and I hope you'll (laughs) check that one out if you haven't seen it. In doing that, I started to organize a project to do a larger series, um, and I actually was fortunate to be a recipient, a 2016 recipient of the Leeway Foundation Art and Change grant um, that helped kind of the seed, you know, money for this project. And so we expanded it to a larger community screening. Um, I'm based in Lower North Philly, now called Brewery Town. Wanted to uh, do a series that explored um, the tensions that exist in our neighborhood. You know, a lot of things that Spike explored in Do the Right Thing, in Crooklyn, um, honoring family, you know, dynamics and people growing up and, you know, talking about police brutality and racism and neighborhoods being gentrified, you know, still exists in our city and so many cities across uh, the country. So we started to kind of think about films and I pulled together some of uh, Philadelphia's you know uh, wonderful movers and shakers people like John Morrison of WXPN and Sophistafunk uh, DJ crew and Jordan Colling um, who has a program here called Philly on Location on Saturdays at noon shout out to Jordan and her program here on WPPM <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah so a lot of you know others as well people who would have really good input um, who could you know help kind of curate the series and so after a couple, you know, months of doing that, we landed with the films that we have, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm really excited about and really proud to screen um, in our neighborhood and hopefully bring some neighbors together over some, you know, great films and conversation. So what's the lineup? Just tell us what the screenings are. In, uh, in, 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 and if I understand correctly, the films that you're screening were films that were not recognized by the Academy, though they are incredibly important films now that many people look to as being kind of seminal in various ways so what are the what are the films that you're showing this summer yeah for sure so we're kicking off on Friday July 21st with a double feature honoring Spike Lee and two of his films Crooklyn um, which are kind of billing as the family kind of feature it's his only PG-13 film it's about a young girl growing up essentially the coming of age story and then Do the Right Thing which is again my personal favorite Um, (laughs) but also it really pertains to what's happening in that neighborhood um, is still you know resonates and then uh, in August we're going to honor um, Julie Dash and her film uh, Daughters of the Dust and all in September we'll honor uh, Dee Rees and Pariah. Okay t- talk a little bit about just so in case our listeners aren't familiar with with uh, Julie Dash and and, uh, and Pariah talk about the just a you know a little, little bit about those two films. Julie Dash I guess we'd say it was one of the first, you know, uh, recognized black uh, women filmmakers. Um, her film not recognized um, for an Academy Award, but explores culture, honoring culture and loss and um, femininity and all those things. And uh, some would say that Beyonce grabbed a lot of her kind of visuals for Lemonade and Arthur Jaffa's uh, cinematography, which actually Arthur Jaffa is kind of a link between all of the films. Oh, really? It, yeah. So, well, I mean, he was a cinematographer for Crooklyn. He was cinematographer for Daughters of the Dust. Right. And then Bradford Young, 
um, you might know from Selma, from Ava DuVernay's Selma, also did uh, Pariah. But he was kind of an understudy in a lot of ways of Arthur Jaffa and the movement of like the new black aesthetic of cinematographers. So, uh, and then Pariah is about a young black uh, woman who's kind of coming to terms with her identity, her sexual identity, her gender identity. And it's about family and about her um, coming of age and, you know, coming to uh, be proud of who she is and um, some resistance she experiences as a result of that. So, yeah, great films. We're excited. And um, I can also mention that we're doing a backyard uh, cinema series, which is a new thing for us. We're actually doing six events um, in this series. It runs from July through September. And uh, they're going to be all smaller gatherings, like 25 people uh, in my backyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Screening outside in the neighborhood, <laughs> two doors down from where the venue is. Um, and we're going to look at, they're going to be small curated programs that explore the issues explored in the larger screening. So for people who are looking to dig a little bit deeper to kind of unpack some of these themes more um, directly, we're opening up that space too. Okay, cool. So the first screening is going to be on Friday, July 21st. It's at a place called the Glass Factory on uh, North Bailey Street. Crooklyn will start at 5.30, but tell me, what are, what are you imagining? So folks are going to show up, and yeah. there's music and yeah. food. For sure. Yeah, so all of our events, we're really excited to, uh, you mentioned John Morrison earlier, but I'm really excited to partner with the Sophistafunk DJ crew of West Philly's Dalek uh, fame. And they're actually going to be like the the sound makers of all three events. They're like curating a DJ program that uh, some of them will be present and they have other people coming in to kind of match the themes to honor culture. Um, so they will be spinning. We're going to have food and drinks um, and maybe some other surprises, but they'll be like grilling and things like that. So you, for particularly for the first one that's around dinner time, you can bring your own dinner or you can grab food on site. It's a time just for really people to kind of celebrate, be together in a kind of mini block party kind of vibe. Uh, that's kind of what we like to do is bring people together. So is the glass factory, will the screenings be indoors? Yeah, so it's actually okay. it's really cool. It's actually like the sound. It's an mm -hmm. old glass factory um, that was renovated by Nikki Apino, um, and it's a kind of a blank slate canvas. It's a really cool, funky old brick warehouse space. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's a beautiful environment in, indoors, but like a garage. Okay, cool. Kind of yeah. And I think that that's sort of one of the things, you know, I, I, I think that you're interested in, in kind of engaging the neighborhood about this conversation around gentrification in brewery town like is happening in many neighborhoods in Philadelphia and why do you think film is a good vehicle to be able to do that you know I think film um, for one and I found you know is pretty interesting is that you can it's a good gathering tool right cinema was designed to be people together you know strangers and friends new and old coming together in one space to experience this art and whatever the message is right and so what's cool is I find the people who come to our screening, some people are there because they love that film and they want to come see it. Some people are just film enthusiasts or art, you know what I mean, programming enthusiasts. Other people come as like the justice, you know, workers and are there because they care about the cause, right? And so what I find and we try and create is this merging of those, those two things. And I like doing it in neighborhoods mostly because A, it's accessible for people. Um, it doesn't require really much uh, transportation to get there. And, you know, it takes kind of art out of the elite art spaces, right? And makes it kind of brings it down. So it's kind of comfortable for everybody to kind of enter into the conversation. So how will you be having sort of a facilitated discussion after each screening? Yeah, so you so it'll be a little bit different for each one, but in between Crooklyn and Do the Right Thing, um, we're gonna have a small curated kind of in conversation to kind of unpack the films in general about boycott the Oscars. We'll talk a little bit about Crooklyn, the film that we had just screened, um, but really about why why representation matters. Um, so we'll have uh, some people from our advisory committee who are gonna be kind of doing that discussion, facilitating that. But then each subsequent film will have a discussion afterwards. They'll be led by people who are involved in grassroots organizing in City connected to the themes of the film as well as um, like a mover and shaker from mm -hmm. our advisory committee. Cool. And how have you been kind of connecting with your brewery town neighbors? And are there particular community organizations that you're working with? Or how are you kind of doing that kind of like grassroots outreach to make sure you, you have the people in the room that you want to have there? For, the for sure. Yeah, that's really important. And I think you know, Brewery Town's had a spotlight on it a little bit recently from some, you know, unfortunate series of events that have happened. 
and people are starting to now kind of talk about, okay, what is happening? Okay, this is happening in our neighborhood. Okay, we got to organize and get together. And my partner and I are involved um, with the Brewery Town Garden, which is the 27th and Master. And um, the leaders of that initiative, um, which is part Parks and Rec property, part independent, you know, community gardening initiative, um, have kind of been leading a, they've been leading a charge in talking about addressing gentrification and resisting some of the more aggressive development that's happening. What's really beautiful about that garden and that space is that it's, it's longstanding North Philly residents as well as gentrifying, you know, people like myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it's a place to come together and be, you know, proactive and be um, listening. And, you know, gardening is a very hopeful thing. And so it's kind of a space to do this work in real time you know what I mean and so it's really interesting so that that's one way that we're reaching people and talking about it but also um, being a Parks and Rec employee I also have connections to the local rec center which is right there at 26 and Master um, Athletic Rec Center which is recently a historic landmark or dubbed as their landmark site and so I've been working with the rec leader there uh, Octavia and kind of just talking about ways in which we can help bridge the neighborhood. And so doing a lot of door-to-door, kind of meeting and greeting the neighbors and passing out flyers and saying we specifically want them to be there and how important they are. All right, cool. <laughs> well, um, are there any other things that you want to make sure that people know about to Cinespeak and hashtag the boycott, the Oscars Philly? Where can people find out more information? Yeah, for sure. So you can follow us on, uh, we're most active on Facebook and Instagram at Cinespeak, C-I-N-E, speak, S-P-E-A-K. Um, you can also visit our website, cinespeak.org, um, or boycott the Oscars bpt.me for tickets and information so i saw on facebook that the real spike lee retweeted some stuff that she put up about the screenings and or just some stuff that you were putting out there so that's cool yeah so we, what's really cool we're trying to do again it's a new initiative is to have um, some writers who are amongst us kind of talk about the film so jordan will be submitting a piece that will post about crooklyn and her relation to that film um, and how it meant you know meant something to her growing up and we, it was John Morrison, a piece that he submitted. So we're having people talk about the films to kind of spur more conversation to kind of hopefully put out, yeah, just make space for more conversation. But yeah, we're doing, what's really cool, we're actually doing a collaboration um, that will get announced uh, in the next two days um, with a guy named Bronofsky, who's an illustrator and street artist. And we're doing a three-part poster series that will be installed um, in the neighborhood to kind of address some of the issues of the film as well. All right, cool. Sarah, I want to thank you so much for being here, and hopefully folks will have an opportunity to check out one of these screenings or hang out in your backyard this summer (laughs) and and talk more deeply about the issues that were raised in these films. Wanting to take this opportunity, and I'm only going to play a few songs, but can definitely come back to the body of work of Spike Lee, who for whom music has been really important. Sarah and I were kind of talking about that during the opening set about how you know, music for him has always been kind of in the forefront of his films. And I can't help think about do the right thing and not think about this song. So anyway, Sarah, thanks so much for coming and for being here on Pulling Focus. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Gretchen. W-E-L-O-V-E 
1492, you came up on these shores. 700 years educated by the Moors. 17th century genocide in the gun. Little passage blessed to market the Africans in the so-called lands of God. My kind were treated hard from back then until now. I see. And you agree we have been a misrepresented people from back then until now. Just see my family tree. We have been a misrepresented people. We have been a misrepresented people. Represented people from back then. 
Mark Dorsey doing the opening track from Spike Lee's film Crooklyn. That was a redo of People Make the World Go Round, uh, originally recorded by the Stylistics. And yeah, that was the opening track, as I said, to Crooklyn, the 1994 directed film by Spike Lee. Semi-autobiographical, coming-of-age story set in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn in 1973. It has a tremendous 1970s-inspired soundtrack. Before that... We heard something from Stevie Wonder, Misrepresented People, from Spike Lee's 2000 film, Bamboozled. It's a satirical film written and directed by Lee about a modern televised minstrel show, and it features 
black actors donning blackface makeup and uh, all the violent fallout from that. It featured a a really good ensemble cast of uh, comedians and actors, Damon Wayans, Jada Pinkett Smith, Savian Glover, the tap dancer, Tommy Davidson, Michael Rappaport, and Maz Def. And we started that set off with, of course, Public Enemy and Fight the Power, written specifically for the film. Uh, Spike reached out to the producers of Public Enemy. Sarah kind of mentioned this to me on her way out of the studio. And uh, yeah, they did that, that, that song that just really drives the film. And you'll have a chance to see Do the Right Thing in a neighborhood screening as part of the kickoff event of Hashtag Boycott the Oscars Villa presented by Cinespeak in Brewerytown on Friday, July 21st. Uh, again, thanks to Sarah Mueller for being our guest here today on Pulling Focus talking about that. I'm your host, Gretchen Clausing, here at WPPM. And as I mentioned, this is the show Pulling Focus, where we like to talk about digital culture, independent film, and put cool soundtracks and sound scores in the foreground. I had a chance to do some crate digging this weekend, so I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to my colleague here at Philly Cam and WPPM, Antoine Haywood, DJ Kid Charlemagne, and his show Crate Beats that airs every Friday here at 5 p.m., where he plays all kinds of great soul, funk, R&B, all on vinyl in that spirit. I'm going to do uh, a couple uh, tracks on vinyl. Haven't done that in a little while. Found something really fantastic this weekend when I was digging. Found the soundtrack to The Lost Man uh, by Robert Allen Arthur. And it stars Sidney Poitier and has a really fantastic score by Quincy Joe. <laughs> Thank you. 
or directed by Herbert Danska, and music composed for that soundtrack by great jazz piano player Mal Waldron, featuring other performances by Dave Burns on trumpet, Alfred Rears on drums, George Coleman on alto sax, Charles Davis on tenor sax, George Duvivier on bass, and Richard Davis on bass. The film Sweet Love Bitter was kind of based loosely, I guess, on the, the life of Charlie Bird Parker and kind of follows the, the trials and tribulations of, of a black musician. It also features the first film role of Dick Gregory. And before that, we heard a track from the Sidney Poitier film directed by... And before that, we heard a track from The Lost Man, the 1969 film featuring Sidney Poitier as a former U.S. Army lieutenant who, after becoming a black militant in the 60s, is wounded and he has to pull a payroll heist to help his imprisoned fellow activists and then has to hide from the police. And that particular piece of music that we heard um, was composed by Quincy Jones and was called Slum Creeper. You're listening to Pulling Focus here on WPPM. I'm your host, Gretchen Clausing, and every other week I'm here in the studio talking about independent film, digital media culture, and putting cool soundtracks and film scores in the foreground. You can find all past Pulling Focus shows on our Mixcloud page, or you can also become a fan of our show on Pulling Focus Radio on Facebook, or send me an email with requests, ideas, comments, you know, at pullingfocusradio at gmail.com. As always, around this time, I like to do the community calendar, letting folks know what are what's happening here in the Philadelphia Repertory film scene. Arresting Knowledge, that's going to be happening here at Philly Cam on Wednesday, July 19th at 6.30. It is an interactive session, not a lecture, on media overload. And it's going to be using media literacy tools to spark new thinking on everything from fake news to advertising to social media. And it's presented by... Artists for Literacy. So you can join them here in the Philly Cam Television Studio and be part of a studio audience for this uh, interactive conversation that's going to be videotaped for later broadcast here on Philly Cam. And finally, just this, this is a little ways off, but something to maybe mark your calendars for. Philomoca is going to be presenting Morricone Youth, and they're going to be doing a live score to George Miller's classic dystopian. Uh, film Mad Max and that's on Friday July 28th at 8 p.m. and for more information about that you can go to philomoca.org. Again this is Gretchen Clausing here on Pulling Focus. I'm feeling kind of summery. Here's another track off of a very funny piece of vinyl that I found uh, not too long ago in a in a used book record store place in in my neighborhood and it's from the film called Get Yourself a College Girl, also released in 1964 under the title The Swinging Set. It is a comedy in the beach party genre, and Turner Classic Movies critic called it a curious 1964 hybrid of teen movie musical with pre-feminist overtones as well as parody. And it has an incredible lineup of folks, Dave Clark Five, Stan Getz and Astrid Gilberto, who actually appear in the film. You've got the Animals, the Jimmy Smith Trio. And anyway, we're going to play a little something this morning from the Standells. It's The Swim. Swimming in the east, but swimming in the west. Let me see you can swim at the best. Come on, come on, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. The swimming in near and the swimming in far. But baby, you can swim wherever you are. Come on, come on, hey, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look out! Hey, hey! Woo-hoo! 
Don't you give in. Keep on trying till you learn to swim. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Swimming is fast and swimming is slow. Baby, you can swim wherever you go. Come on. Come on. Hey, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. 